Welcome back to the Guiding Voice podcast series. This is another episode part of TGV Corporate Diva series in which we are featuring women leaders across the globe to celebrate Women's Day month for the March 2023. And today's corporate diva is Shreya Krishnan. At a professional level, Shreya is EVP Marketing and Communications at Aon and she heads the Center of Excellence for Marketing Governance, Planning and Strategy for APAC and heads marketing for Aon in India. She is a CSR specialist and a corporate grooming consultant. She is on the advisory boards of five organizations and four NGOs. She is an NLP practitioner and a Gestalt master therapist. That's just one facet of who she is. This former corporate diva and Mrs India Universe 2017 also works in the spaces of activism, dance, theater, poetry, blogging, sustainability evangelism, modeling and acting. She considers herself as an earth warrior and is an event anchor and trainer. She is a champion of inclusion and diversity and she recently co-authored a book which is titled Words Matter: The Language That Girls Need to Speak. And this book is a compilation of 40 words that help the reader to choose their vocabulary in a way that allows them to redefine how human beings are treated not only that she is also an instagram influencer with over 100000 followers and we will get to know about her instagram journey towards the end so stay tuned till the end this is the guiding voice podcast series the guiding voice for a better future friends i am your host navin samala Just a fellow IT professional on a mission to make the world a better place to live through the conversations that matter and conversations that add value to your life and to your career. Thank you so much for joining me. And Shreya, I'm super duper excited to have you here on the Guiding Voice. Again, once again, I would like to thank uh, Deepika for uh, proposing all the wonderful women, wonder women or super women. I'm super charged. Uh, one conversation after the other and you guys are excelling in everything that you are doing and especially in your case i think you are a multipod you are into so many things i don't know how you are balancing everything so hearty welcome let's uh, so hearty welcome to the guiding voice thank you so much navin i think i really resonate with your thought of making the world a better place one conversation at a time i think it is possible only through conversation and conversation triggers change yeah. so i'm very excited about this super now let's uh, get started here can you briefly share your career journey by highlighting a few key milestones in terms of what it took for you to reach your current position i've now been working for the last 17 years um it's a fairly interesting journey because i started out as a journalist for the hindu um it is a publication which is fairly popular especially in south india and uh, that was my first job i remember i was very struck by the idea of using voice using writing using words to be able to communicate whatever it was that i wanted to so i started out like that i consulted and worked i ran my own consulting firm for about 4 years um i've worked with print i've worked with television i've worked with radio i've worked with events uh, so name the sphere of marketing i've had the 
privilege and the, you know, I'm really grateful for the opportunities that came my way for me to have been a part of them. Um, I think when I look back, I enjoyed being the entrepreneur because it gave me such interesting consulting projects that I could work on. Currently, also, when I look at the kind of work or the breadth of work that I do, uh, in Aon, I have this proper corporate mainstream marketing, you know, B2B marketing, looking at marketing from the lens of consumer, consumer intelligence, and all of those pieces. And uh, when I look at the advisory roles that I play in multiple organizations and not-for-profits, it's mostly to do with understanding the nuances of, of storytelling, of communicating what the organization is doing, of leveraging uh, content, of leveraging, uh, you know, these very interesting business ideas uh, of these business leaders. And um, I found that uh, it's it's a beautiful and powerful narrative and you're able to make change possible. Sure. So that's uh, quite an illustrious journey, uh, Shreya. And now I'm curious to know what are the top three things that have attributed to your success in your career so far? Oh, that's a, actually, that's a question that I never really considered. But but when I look at it, I think firstly, I have a very, I never looked at a career as a ladder. I never saw it as a linear ladder that goes upwards. I saw it more as a, as an experiential, you know, lateral, going deeper, going wider kind of a thing. And I think um, because of that, I never felt like I had to stick to one stream or one line. It was always about exploring opportunities that came my way. I've had multiple careers in multiple streams. You know, I've had a career in dancing. I've had a career in acting. I've had a career in writing and poetry. I've had a career in some form as an influencer, although I think I'm more of a blogger. I have had my mainstream career. I've had an advisory career. I'm a massive, uh, you know, enthusiast of social impact and CSR organizations. I've had a career in teaching because I've consistently teach and taught for all these years. That stick out as one that I never looked at it as a ladder. Two, I chased and showed up for every opportunity that interested me and excited me. And three, I think I never let other people's opinions of how something should be shaped, shape me. I said, I'm going to use my own intelligence, my own experience, my own ideas and explore what it means to me. And then from there, look at wisdom that's come. You would have got this also, Naveen. I answered fully. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Sure, sure. All right. So, yeah. So, never looked at the career as if it is a ladder. And then you chased every opportunity and never got influenced by other people's opinions. So, this is what I can summarize. Uh, that's wonderful to know. And now, uh, jumping to the core of today's topic. So, we would like to encourage uh, any other, every other single mother at workforce, right? So, if you were to talk about the challenges that you have faced as a single mother at workforce, how would, so what are those challenges and how did you overcome them? So, I think I'm a very, I'm recently a single mother and I wouldn't call myself a single mother actually because I think it takes a village to raise a child and I have that village. So I've never been really single as a, as a parent because one, um, uh, my ex-partner is very deeply involved. Uh, you know, we are very aware of the fact that we both, both want to be there for our child. And so it's also about how you navigate these spaces. I would believe being single 
uh, can be a superpower for various reasons. I would believe that whatever we tell ourselves about the lives that we lead becomes our reality. So if we say, oh my God, it's a challenge, it's going to be difficult, it will be a challenge, it will be difficult. Uh, but versus if we take this lens of saying, let me approach this from openness, let me see what, what is possible. Um, let me not approach it from a point of view of gender, let me not approach it from a point of view of relationship status. But what? who am I? What are my capabilities? What are my skill sets? What are my behaviors? Uh, what is my idea of identity? So when you ask me, are there challenges there? Yes. Challenges is for everybody, right? Men have their own share of challenges where there is toxic masculinity that believes that they have to be the breadwinners and that they have to behave a certain way for societal acceptance. And the same is true for women because we're all living in a world that is fundamentally patriarchal, that serves a certain ideology, which doesn't serve any gender in the right form or manner. Uh, having said that, I think it is a little bit harder if you're a woman in the workforce who's assertive, who's, you know, who, who's ambitious, who's got all of these things happening. And um, there is a certain lens that the way the world looks at you and it does have an impact. So I'm not saying there is no impact, but I'm saying how you let that impact impact you makes all of the difference. So, uh, yeah, so Shreya, I, I think you have uh, brought in some uh, perspectives in terms of uh, the way people treat, right? The way people pers perceive, especially when you are single, right? It uh, may impact somebody, right? And likewise, can you also talk about a few biases faced just in case, in case if you have already faced uh, any biases and uh, are they impacting any of the career prospects as such? So there are a lot of biases that operate, right? There's affinity bias, there's perceptive bias. There's... In the realm of bias, bias is natural. If you're human, you need to really unlearn biases, both conscious and unconscious. And you need to work on yourself to reach a point where you don't see gender, you don't you see, you should see people for who they are as people, right? And it's important to see what they bring to the table, irrespective of their backgrounds, irrespective of their genders. I haven't said that, I have always, you know, laughed and been amused at the way people perceive women in the workplace, the way people perceive ambitious women who are doing really well in the workplace. And I have to speak about this, right? So one of the things that has been a consistent narrative that I hear from most women who are doing well for themselves, whether they're single or not, is the fact that, uh, and it's a casual banter, it's, you know, it's it's not in your face, but it's very subtle that women sleep their way to the top. That's so pathetic, yeah. But it's true. And I have even recently, we, we were speaking, I was speaking to a bunch of women, and these are all women who are extremely, uh, you know, vociferous, stand up for themselves, stand up for people around them. And so many of them, in my experience, I'm not stereotyping, but I'm yeah. saying, after women who have come to me and shared, and my own self, you know, I've been in spaces where um, the way I dress has been commented on, the way I put myself together has been commented on. Actually, if you think of it, none of that makes me the person who I am at the workplace. Yeah. Who I'm, what I can deliver is, yeah. is what I can tell. And I don't think, um, I don't think any organization or any leader will be supporting somebody simply because they look a certain way or dress a certain way or a, you know, you need to bring to the table value. 
Yeah. And I think meritocracy. And in that meritocracy, who you are and what you do is important. But having said that, those biases exist. Um, I think it's it's about negotiating those biases. It's about it's about understanding what biases you have to fight, what biases you have to let go. Some people, like I said, in at home I say, if you're not paying my bills or taking care of my child, your opinion doesn't matter. Yeah. At work I say, if you're not the business stakeholder I'm delivering to, and if you're not my boss or CEO, your opinion does not matter. Yeah. Because commitment is is to the business, and my commitment is to revenue, and my commitment is to this. So how does any of these Layouts of opinions matter to me as long as I'm doing my job and I'm doing it right. Yeah. Right? Because always stop. It's about how much of a thick skin you can grow um, or how much of giving back you can do very subtly, firmly, gently. That'll actually, you know, carve a space for you. Yeah. In fact, you have highlighted a very important point, uh, irrespective of the gender, right? As long as somebody is contributing to the organization and if at all their work is impacting to the revenue of the company in some way or the other, then only they'll have their place, right? Even it is true with um, men. Because I have um, come across uh, certain people who say that, okay, this guy is always uh, bootlicking his boss, right? Or he is a kind of... uh, uh, pet for his boss and also likewise these are all certain things which in my opinion are kind of assumptions great thanks for highlighting that and let's move to the next one so when it comes to the gender equality gender equity inclusion and all other things okay which have gained a lot of importance in the last decade or so what can organizations do in order to promote more inclusive culture? Again, not just by the letter, but by the spirit. So one of the first things that I tell organizations that they need to look at when they hire is to have a non-gender biased hiring. And how do you do that? You do that by ensuring that you create and you build um, you know, mechanisms of recruitment, uh, which will help you sort of identify and make sure that you're hiring for the role, the best person for the role, irrespective of the gender that they belong to. So it's about that. It's about creating mechanisms and processes. And the intent has to be from the top. The intention has to come in such a form and a manner that the leadership, the business, all of it is aligned. And, and you know, there's a beautiful Bhanti Moon quote which says, you know, the fight for climate, the fight for gender rights, the fight for all of this are the same. Is the same fight. So do you want to be conscious as an organization? So whether it's ESG, whether it's sustainability, whether it's inclusion, it is the only way forward, right? And inclusion is proven to be extremely good for profitability of the organization. So, you know, when you look at it, whether it's productivity, whether it's positively, the numbers stack up, the numbers are speaking for and So one is intentionality, come with the intent. Two, Apply processes to ensure that that is carried through. And three, work with the people in your ecosystem to raise their awareness so that you are actually building a conscious culture at the workplace which looks at people for who they are. You know, beautiful line which says, you can be invited to a party, but if you can't dance at the party, and then going, going from there, if you can dance at that party like no one is looking, that is the most inclusive place because... No more are people putting on masks and coming into workplaces saying, this is my game face. And that's all passe. Yeah. That's all not, that's in the past. 
So what can we do to really make this happen as organizations? One is to create the environment. Two is to invest in the environment. Three is to consistently raise awareness and have conversations around it. And four is to educate people about biases that they may be sitting with. Mm-hmm. So build it. Yeah. Yeah. So so it should it should start right from the hiring and uh, uh, intent has to come from the top there. Those are uh, certain important aspects of it. And also, do you think it is important to break down the stereotypes? Like before we even talk about this uh, uh, diversity and inclusion. Yeah, I think firstly, gender stereotypes, because um, I've met some incredible people from the LGBTQIA community yeah. who are amazing. They do the kind of work they do. I've met some amazing trans men and trans women, you know, who are transforming the narrative of not just themselves at work, but their communities at work. You know, so there's such a shift in the lens. And I think in the last decade, we've become a lot more aware and we're able to create a lot of space and we're able to hold space for people who are different. And that can happen only through the breaking of stereotypes, which is what we're seeing. So the yeah. stereotypes talking about exist because, you know, human beings like to slot people into little boxes. <laughs> uh, but when you boxes is when the world opens up for you. And that kind of world opening up is an experience that that really elevates your transactions at work, your relationships with people, your and the spaces that you hold and occupy. And I think I think it's about that. Yeah. Really. All right. Yeah, it, it makes absolute sense. And uh, this has been serious conversation. And let's add some spice to the episode. If you are ready, I'm going to kick off a quick rapid fire round. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> All right. So let's get into it right away. And name the first word that comes to your mind. Inclusion. <laughs> Have you ever slept in a classroom or a critical meeting? No. Wonderful. No. no. If you could be... Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So if you could be the character in a TV show or a web series, what character would you want to be? I think I would love to play someone like a Michelle Obama or okay. an opera. Yeah. So I would I would love to play somebody who's very authentic and very real. At the same time, who's also not afraid to be whatever versions of themselves that they are. Yeah, that's so nice. In fact, I admire both those leaders. In fact, uh, they're inspiration to not just uh, women, but men as well, right? Opera is one of my role models when I started this podcasting journey and all, because that's how she's also driving so many conversations. She started from there now, uh, right? So great. (laughs) Moving to the next one. Can you describe yourself in just one word? Exploratory. Awesome exploratory and if you could pay someone to do one of your chores what would it be anything domestic (laughs) fair enough (laughs) what do you impulse buy most often at the store i think jewelry and apparel (laughs) how much do you spend if you don't mind (laughs) spend Ask me this question. I must say, an obnoxiously stupid amount. <laughs> oh my God, I can imagine that. That was great rapid fire. And before I conclude the rapid fire, here is the last question. And I'm really curious to know, what is one electronic gadget or the fantasy gadget that you would like to see or invent yourself? So I've been saying this, I like capsules that 
pass through that pass through cities. So like a little capsule that can just transport me from where I want to where I want to go really, really quickly. So I don't have to be in traffic. I think that's my biggest pet peeve. I'm like, please, I don't want to be driving or you know, I just need to be able to enter into the key and in the next few seconds I need to reach my destination. I think uh, <laughs> uh, that is something that I would really love to get behind. Yeah, in fact, um, that will attract a huge demand from everyone, almost everyone. <laughs> good one, good um, one, <laughs> Shreya. All right, so let's flip back to the mainstream. And uh, before I let you go, one final question. And here comes the hot topic, right? Can you talk a bit about Drama Rani and uh, also share some goods and bads or good, bad, ugly, worst, everything about being an Instagram influ- influencer. <laughs> it happened very um, non-planned sort of a way. I was doing the 100 Sari Pact and I finished that on Facebook and somebody said you should have actually put it up on Instagram. Had a, it's a good platform for that kind of an audience. I said, okay, so what do I like? I like, you know, I like conversations on people doing interesting things, on sustainability, on women, on entrepreneurship, on diversity and inclusion on you know sustainable brands and businesses conscious selling i love indian handlooms indian handmade things so i said why don't i start a page which is who i am right because i'm not unidimensional and i said let me begin and create this ecosystem which is which is authentic which has storytelling which is real which has anecdotal pieces of travel of you know um, personal experiences that are pulled together in the context of, of the kind of change or impact that I wanted to drive. So it started like that and it became, it became a place where I would just share things that inspired me or interested me. And the way the platform grew, it was not something I envisioned or imagined at all. It just it happened organically. <laughs> organic. I never really put too much effort into it. But the one thing I did do is I've supported a lot of women businesses. I've supported a lot of sustainable businesses. I'm very happy that I'm able to hold space for for things like that. I think the good is that you can share a lot of things and you can be that, you know, you can use the platform as a conscious voice for change. The bad is that I'm very anti-establishment, so I get trolled a lot. Um, And I think ugly is is just the fact that the good overrides the bad and the ugly. And I keep telling myself that, you know, anonymity gives power to voices that would not tell you what they tell you on social media in person. So they're not voices you need to really listen to at all. When I don't take opinions of people around me, why should I take opinions of people who aren't even real to me? Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that's the good, bad and the ugly. But I think the good news is, the good is the number of interesting people I've met, the great conversations I've had, the brands I've, uh, you know, come in contact with through the platform is just incredible. Mm. So I'm just happy to use the platform for uh, all that it gives me. And I don't really look at likes or I don't measure yeah. myself. Platform. It's more like a daily diary of where I've been, what I've done, usually delayed, late journal of, of the things that I've experienced. And so I just look at it like that. So that's my journey on the page. Wonderful. And uh, it's so nice uh, to know about your journey. And uh, also, most importantly, the conclusion part about um, Drama Rani and all. So 
I really appreciate your time and insight shared on this podcast and uh, it was a pleasure hosting you Shreya. Thank you so much for being part of the journey. Thank you Naveen and thank you for doing this. I think you're doing a phenomenal job bringing those conversations to the fore. I'm looking forward to this. So pleasure to host you and uh, folks that was our episode with Shreya. And before we move into the trivia section here is a request to you please subscribe to us in case if you haven't done already also if you have loved this episode and found the conversation useful please share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice thank you so much in advance now today let's talk about instagram influencers now that we had a an engaging conversation with one of the instagram influencers shreya krishnan i would like to share a few facts about instagram influencers as part of today's trivia Instagram has over 1 billion monthly active users making it a prime platform for for the influencer marketing and the first Instagram influencer is believed to be the fashion blogger and model Huda Katan who rose to popularity in the mid 2010s and uh, if we were to talk about a few highest earning influencers on Instagram here is the list Kelly Jenner Dwayne the Rock Dwayne Johnson and uh, Kim Kardashian earning millions of dollars per sponsored post i repeat earning millions of dollars per sponsored post and instagram is not just for individual influencers but also for businesses and brands who use the platform to connect with customers and promote their products in addition to that micro influencers or individuals with a small but highly engaged following are becoming increasingly popular because brands are approaching them due to their ability to reach niche audiences and drive the conversions so instagram influencing or influencer marketing on instagram has also expanded to include virtual influencers or computer generated avatars who have gained thousands of followers and even landed brand deals i'm really curious about what chat gpt and bard are going to do in this regard and uh, looking forward to how the artificial intelligence as well as bots of the world are going to in- shape the future of influencer marketing as well as instagram marketing so that's all for today in case if you have come across any instagram influencer just tag them on this post if you have found the episode on instagram So thank you so much for joining me and folks do not forget to share your topic recommendations or guest speaker suggestions by reaching me on the guiding voice for you at the gmail.com I am your host Navin Samala just a fellow IT professional and a passionate learner on a mission to make the world a better place to live until next time bye bye see you all in the next episode with another corporate diva